Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. When in doubt, talk football. It carries the country. People care about what's happening in the game of football, even if it's not their team, even if it's not their part of the country. They're always storylines, and it's now become year-round. I have some very urgent and important breaking news. It's so much more all-access, and people care so much more about every little detail to the point where it's no longer just the head coach's fault. Now it can be the offensive or defensive coordinator's fault, or that, well, of course, it's always the referee's fault. Not the refs. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you really want to wake up on a Monday morning, this is the way to do it. I just told Ryan in our private talkback channel that I'm a huge Backstreet Boys fan, and there was some kind of a smirk on his face. I don't know what that means, but I feel like you uh, are missing out if you do not know the boy band era, Ryan. Well, I know the boy band era, but I'm more of an in sync person. Oh, are you? Okay, so you would claim in sync as your peeps. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Well, I have been Backstreet Boys, though I'm a huge JT fan. He's obviously amazing, they're very talented. They all made a ton of money. Uh, So there's that. There was plenty of room for them. And my goodness, uh, I am a huge fan of Mark and Donnie Wahlberg as actors. They went on to become very successful actors, uh, both TV and film. So, yeah, boy band is just launching pad, but it turns you into a, a huge superstar because there is a voracious appetite around the world still. These guys are still going. Well, Backstreet Boys are still touring. Um, obviously not with the whole group anymore, but they still do tours. And I just read that NSYNC is actually putting together or at least considering the idea of a reunion tour. They need money. Oh, you think? Besides for Timberlake, they all need money. Right. That's true. JT is extremely successful. Didn't he get a start as like a Disney Mouseketeer or something? He was. (laughs) great it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio actually i think aaron carter might have too i could be wrong but i feel like oh was aaron or nick which one was the nick carter was the backstreet boy right yeah aaron was the one that dunked on Shaq. <laughs> yeah so i feel like uh, there are others of them that got their start on uh disney mouseketeers or whatever they were was but, it was it wasn't britney spears yeah or... britney was part of that for mm-hmm. sure Oh, they yes. Were, they were on the same cast. And now she can't stay off of Insta or whatever it is that she does. She scares me a little bit now. Gosh, it's crazy to think about. But at least she's still alive. That's more than we could say for all of them. 
Uh, it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I have no idea. That was not how I was going to start the hour. But you know me and my spaghetti plate brain. It, I mean, we do all love spaghetti linguine. And you start to twist some linguine. If you're Italian, you know what I'm talking about. You twist some linguine. You got a meatball in there, too. But you're twisting linguine. And as you pull one or two strands, all this other stuff just comes off the plate. That's me and my brain. I start to pull on one or two thoughts in the nether reaches of my brain, and then other things just come tumbling off the plate and out of my mouth. So, yeah, I guess it makes for entertaining radio, the stream of consciousness. A few of you weighing in on the quarterbacks in the NFL, which I think actually will be a fun discussion to have. So let's do it this week just uh, to kind of look at the possibilities of kind of scratch the surface uh, this morning just a little bit. But it definitely is a question, and it won't be long before we start to hear a lot more rumblings, uh, especially if, for instance, um, when, as we get closer to the start of the free agent period, or actually the, the new league year comes up in early March, you've got the franchise tag deadlines too, and then you've got these dates where the bonuses kick in. You're going to see teams attempt to trade some of these guys, and if they can't trade them, they're going to have to release them. And I think most of the teams around the league – who are interested in a veteran or might be considering one of these guys, well, they know. They know that if they just wait it out, that these players are likely going to be unrestricted free agents so they don't actually have to give up assets to get them. The only challenge is that if there is one that is more attractive than the others, well, what if that other team hops in front of you and grabs him instead? But then you still have to know, what are you willing to give up, right? What are you willing to give up for a Jimmy Garoppolo? Probably not a whole lot right now. Uh, what are you willing to give up for Russell Wilson? Well, that could be a steeper price, except that the Broncos are going to have to release him regardless. And I can't imagine any team out there, even if they want Russell Wilson and they think he's the best option available, the, the contract is an albatross. It's an albatross. And the Broncos are desperate to get rid of it. They tried threatening the guy to see if he would change the terms of his contract, and that didn't work. Uh, Cosmo wants us to know that Dan Marino is available. Actually, no. No, he's not. He's busy working on his tan. Have you ever seen that guy without the darkest, deepest tan? I'm starting to wonder, because I saw him on Radio Row in Las Vegas, if that's fake. It might be. You think it's spray on? Spray tan? Either that, I can't imagine Dan Marino goes to a tanning bed, but maybe he has one in his home. Because even guys like Tom Brady, who played in Florida too, they're not that tan year-round. I don't, I think it's I don't think it's maybe legit. he just loves the beach maybe uh, or maybe or tanning he, beds right yeah. I was gonna say maybe he just believes he looks better that way I don't know the you have you ever seen a older person and and I wouldn't say he's older but get a few years older uh, who spends a lot of time in the sun and their skin just looks wrinkled <laughs> weathered. Leathered and weathered, right? And definitely wrinkled. So I don't know. I'm not sure that that's the best look for Dan Marino. But yeah, it was so stark on Radio Row. And this is not a comment on the man as a person. Just it it stands out to me every time I see him. He was so much darker than any other person in the building in terms of tan. He was so much darker. He's golden. He He's, a, he's glowing golden. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> a dark golden. <laughs> So I just, it stands out because you just don't see anybody else there that has the same tan at this point in the year. Bye. Tan Marino.
Oh, that's a bad one. Tan, that is a bad one. And yet, something I've never heard before, but it applies. It's after, he's not available. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio and our Facebook page. If you haven't seen the behind the scenes video from Las Vegas, producer Jay gifted it to you just before he went on vacation with his family. He's fine. He sent me photos of volcanoes from his mom's phone. Don't ask. Uh, but he is doing well. They made it to Costa Rica and they're enjoying uh, a vacation in the rainforest they're they're having a grand old time uh let's see we had daytona push to monday which i mentioned before the top of the hour is kind of a bummer for nascar because this is the marquee event but they won't get nearly as many eyeballs and earballs and actually a lot of people will have gone home now it is a holiday weekend so a lot of people will stay but my mom and her husband went or they had tickets to the one in was it 12 where it was canceled and pushed to a Monday and they had to leave because they had to work the next day. And so they weren't able to stay and there will be people who can't stay. So it's just a disappointment for Daytona, but rain is starting to impact that event and that weekend more and more. So they have two races they have to do on this Monday. And that means the 500 won't start until four o'clock Eastern. It will be broadcast live on Fox. So Fox is pushing whatever other programming it has and is making room for Daytona, but it's just not the same buzz on a Monday. So that's coming up. All-Star Weekend, speaking of buzz, uh, to me has almost none, but I loved Saturday night with Sabrina and Steph. Sabrina Ionescu and Steph Curry in their own version of the long-distance shootout, it was tremendous because fans were engaged There were a lot of NBA players, obviously, that were in the arena, as well as celebrities. And they were up and hyped for this matchup. Sabrina did herself proud. But if you know Sabrina Ionescu, she's got the clutch gene. She has hit countless huge shots. She's been in the spotlight going back to her days at Oregon and her friendship with Kobe Bryant. So she's had microphones in front of her face for a long time. Think Caitlin Clark. It was the same thing for Sabrina. Everything Sabrina did when she was at Oregon was on TV or was a highlight reel, highlight package. She broke records. She drew new fans to the sport. And then she was the number one overall pick to the New York Liberty. And so... This Sabrina Ionescu that people got to know maybe for the first time on Saturday night is the one every time she steps on the court. This is who she is. She didn't get lucky. She just hit a bunch of shots and, oh, wow, they were going in. No, she's she's dead eye. And for her to go out there and hit, I think it was the first six threes that she tried to co- co- clear her whole first rack from the left corner without missing was huge. And she put the pressure on Steph. He was trailing her as he was heading into his final rack in the right corner. Ten seconds. He got it. He got it. He got it. There he got it. Look at him. Oh, he got it. Man, that the greatest shooter this game has ever seen. That was amazing. Um, just to be able to have this be the first of its kind event and come out here and um, put on a show, but understanding what this means and um, excited to change the narrative and be able to do it alongside the greatest to ever do it. Steph Curry is the NBA's greatest three-point shooter uh, uh, of all time. The numbers say so, but also 
you can just tell when you watch him. Uh, Reggie Miller, by the way, on the broadcast. So he's the one that Steph passed on his way to the top. Uh, So along with Kevin Harlan and I I think, was it Kenny Anderson that was part of it? It was Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Oh, sorry. So Kenny Smith was part of it too. And I don't know. I don't love the commentary, but I do think that the hype and the buzz in the arena there in Indy was worthy of this moment. And Sabrina mentioned it. My favorite part, what stood out, was not just the three-point shooting, but the fact that they were very supportive of one another. The camaraderie was memorable. Uh, They were cheering for each other. There were hugs. There were smiles. There were laughs. And it's clear that they have a mutual admiration for one another. Steph Curry is an established worldwide superstar. But beyond the fact that he makes a ton of money and everyone knows his name and he's got four rings and how many scoring titles and he's a perennial all-star, despite the fact that people buy tickets to see him play, he loves basketball and he appreciates talent. And for him to get out of the league's long-distance shootout, so an event he's won more than once, And to go toe-to-toe with Sabrina wasn't just, oh, a nice gesture, because girls play too. No, it was him respecting Sabrina Ionescu for what she does in the WNBA. Again, if you're surprised that she hit all those shots and put the pressure on Steph, you you haven't seen her play, because that's who she is. She was, well, I mean, we could go back and talk about all the various stars, but more recently, you've got women's college basketball stars that are becoming household names too. And again, because of her friendship with Kobe Bryant, she was featured in his memorial service and his, I would say mentoring of not just Sabrina, but the Oregon women's basketball team. He kind of took them under his wing, a kinder, gentler Kobe at the end of his career and toward the end of his life. And it certainly meant a lot to her and for that reason, she was in the spotlight, not just for her own game, but because of that friendship. And she handles herself so well. I uh, just love the big smile on her face. And she is just like Steph in that they can both perform under pressure. And she says, you know, why we do this. And I think that's the key. Why do you put yourself in this situation? Now, she has confidence in herself, but let's be honest. Should she, and this is how sports fans work, this is how society works, should she have fallen flat on her face and made one or two threes? There are people out there that would say, well, that's what you get with the WNBA. Like, oh, that's the best you got? What are you kidding? So there was pressure on her that, and she's good at performing under pressure, but pressure on her in that she was representing her league, fair or unfair, she was representing her league And people are going to take her performance and use that as a kind of a transposition on her league. And so there was pressure there, and yet she stepped into that knowing what that felt like. Just continuing to use my platform, and I think a night like tonight shows um, a lot of young girls and young boys that if you can shoot, you can shoot. And um, it it doesn't matter um, if you're a girl or boy. I think it just matters the heart that you have and wanting to be the best that you can be. I mean, when I got to the top and I missed the two uh, three-pointers, I knew I had to get hot. (laughs) This couldn't have gone any better in the sense of, you know, us two taking the chance in front of this stage, one round, 
with all the hype and to deliver like that, she set the bar. It was unbelievable to watch. So this might be something, uh, I don't know if anybody can feel these shoes, but it might be something that uh, we need to do more often. Now, here's the thing. I actually believe Steph would have been okay losing to her. Not that Steph ever wants to lose, and he always rises to the occasion. Uh, so for him to drain his last rack of basketballs, uh, I think he finished up with maybe six of his last seven, seven of his last eight, something like that. Uh, and he mentions he missed a couple big money balls at the top of the key, which would have guaranteed extra points. But he, So he is clearly comfortable in a pressure cooker. But I don't think he would have minded losing to her. If it was legit, right? He would never have let her win. He respected her too much and respects himself too much. Um, But it would have been okay if she had beaten him. And he was cheering for her. And when she said, if you can shoot, you can shoot. He clapped. And you you heard the reaction from the crowd. And I love that. As a female who has spent the majority of my career in a male-dominated industry. And how often I have heard, well, you didn't play football. You're, you're a female. What do you know about football? And I'm not saying it's legit. I'm just saying that's an argument that people bring to the table as if gender has something to do with how you know the game or study the game or talk about the game. Uh, and so as she was saying, if you can shoot, you can shoot. I was thinking, yeah, if you can ball, you can ball. If you can hang, you can hang. And if you can talk about sports and you can talk about football in an entertaining way, well, then you can talk about sports and you can talk about it in an entertaining way. Who cares whether or not it comes from a male or a female? There are advantages to having played the game. I know that. But I don't sit here in this chair and go all X's and O's on you. I could if you wanted me to because I've studied it and I've asked the right people. But that's not what you listen to sports radio for. You've got a bazillion incredible guys who played the game who can give you film study. That's not what we do in the radio. So I just appreciate her and and her attitude Who cares? If I inspire young boys, great. Because if you can shoot, you can shoot. I think that's awesome. So congratulations to them. Uh, Along with their personal three-point shootout, I got to tell you, Luka Doncic attempting to pass to himself off the backboard and missing a dunk was my favorite moment of the All-Star game. (laughs) Forget Cat and his 50 points in a losing effort, mind you. Uh, Forget... Damian Lillard one-upping Tyrese Halliburton, and and we'll get to it, I suppose. Eh. I have zero appetite for 211 points for one team. I have zero appetite for nearly 400 points scored. That's it's just dumb. They aren't dumb, but the 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 exercise is just not interesting to me. I'm not, I'm not telling you they aren't dazzling in their athletic skills and their abilities. But let's do something different if all we're going to do is have them just go out there and and come up with circus shots. So, yeah, Luca missing the dunk, that was awesome. <laughs> That's far more interesting to me than everybody else just kind of ready, aim, fire. We, gosh, we see that every night in the NBA. Why is this any different? It's more about the intros. My goodness, the the NBA makes a massive show of their intros. Uh, I don't know if anyone could top Cirque du Soleil, but they did that a few years ago. They've had pop stars or rappers who've done the intros. They have fog. They have fog machine. Uh, they might as well just do some snow. Go somewhere where you can do some snow. Um, they, they make a huge show of it, and these guys have a lot of fun with it. But to me, that's kind of the highlight of the actual all-star game. After that, eh, 
I don't watch it. It just, it's a waste of time. I'd rather take a nap. And I'm being completely sincere. Uh, when I'm flipping my schedule from weekends back to overnights, post NFL, I take naps on Sunday evenings until we get to like NBA playoffs and stuff where you really can't. March Madness where you really can't. Uh, so I took a nap. But I did watch the YouTube package on the highlights. <laughs> After the intros, I was out. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Uh, so yes, I love Saturday evening with Sabrina and Steph. I love what the two of them did in collaboration. Uh, I certainly enjoy the star power, and I think it's fun to see the reaction of the players. I love to see them with their kiddos, too. But otherwise, I would say the biggest headline of the weekend was LeBron in his 20th All-Star game, a record-setting 20th All-Star game. Uh, Every season he's been in the league, that's incredible. And the R word, which we'll get to. Also, if you cannot hear my stomach growling, I'm, I'm glad the microphone is really powerful and might pick it up. Uh, if you do hear it, just nod and smile. <laughs> it may be a holiday, but my stomach doesn't take a break. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. And this year's 2024 Kobe Bryant MVP trophy goes to Damian Lillard. Being in the starting lineup on the wild play, longer stretches, get more minutes. um, I just told myself I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to keep firing. I saw a couple go in and after that it was just like I'm going after it. So that was it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That was it. When he decided, he decided he was going after it. (laughs) Damian Lillard, it's kind of funny. uh, One of our colleagues at our local New York affiliate fiddles with the TV channels. And always at, I don't know, about 90 minutes to go in the show, one of the channels I'm watching inevitably turns to Telemundo. Don't ask me why. None of the guys that work on that show speak Espanol, but they say, and, and the volume is turned down when they're on the air, but they say they enjoy the dramatic effect and how expressive the hosts are on Telemundo. Fine, whatever. But the, the funny part is I, I normally change it back just to play the game, but they're covering the Portes uh, on Telemundo right now, and I just saw the highlights from TNT with uh, Dame Lillard winning the Kobe Bryant MVP award and getting booed, which I think translates pretty well in Espanol. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So Dame ends up with 11 triples. He got booed because the award did not go to Tyrese Halliburton, who had 10 triples and actually hit... Gosh, I think he hit six in a row to start, uh, if I remember correctly. So uh, he was on fire at the beginning and putting on a show for Pacers fans. Um, And Damian Lillard ended up winning with the 39 points and the 11 threes. But also he won the other three-point shootout. (laughs) Did you know there were actually two? The other three-point shootout from Saturday night. And uh, it was a big weekend for him. Which, as I said earlier, I find somewhat ironic. But, yay, good for him. He and Doc Rivers are teaming up because Doc was the coach of the Eastern Conference in place of Adrian Griffin. So he and, well, actually, not in place of Adrian Griffin, in place of Mike Budenholzer, right, from last year? Wait, why why was he the coach? Because, uh, oh, my gosh. 
Joe Missoula, who's in first oh, place, he yes. can't do it back-to-back years. Oh, well, that's a dumb rule. Okay, whatever. So he was in second place. They were in second place then. So it would have been Adrian Griffin, yeah. who'd coach. But, uh, okay, what? see, this is how much I care about the All-Star festivities. I don't know if they still pick teams, if they still do the draft. I have no idea. I'm not a big fan of All-Star festivities outside of Major League Baseball. But anyway, I digress. So... Doc Rivers and Damian Lillard have this very productive weekend together because Doc is coaching, which I think is somewhat ironic since they cannot figure out how to win yet together with the Bucks. Well, all right, at least we have All-Star Weekend. So, yeah, be aggressive. Be aggressive. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. LeBron James was asked questions about his future in the league now that he's got nearly 20 seasons under his belt. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment, you know, where it's every city and whatever the case may be, and, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, <laughs> you know, and, and that seems cool. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say. That seems cool. I, I guess if you're LeBron and now he went on to say he doesn't like being the center of attention. My mouth dropped open. Ryan just rolled his eyes. Yeah, are you kidding me? Has there ever been anything more disingenuous than LeBron not wanting to be the center of attention? Everything he does is for attention. It is. Everything. Now, granted, he's damn good at what he does. He's one of the best ever. But for heaven's sakes, are you kidding me? No one believes that you don't want to be the center of attention. It is always about LeBron. Anyway, uh, so he did say that, which I thought would be like a disservice to even play that cut. Um, but I I understand why maybe you wouldn't want to go through that only because it's we've heard other guys who've done it and it can be exhausting, right? Because there's so much of the pomp and circumstance, but also because what the heck are you going to do with all the stuff? He's like flowers. I was saying if he went back to Indy and he'd announce his retirement, they might give him a few bricks from the brickyard so you can get unique gifts, but he's going to have to add an entire room on his house or he's going to have to clear out a room on his house. And he's already got memorabilia and mementos from all the different records and championships and blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do with all the stuff? Just get him flowers, like you said. Donate it for charity? Just flowers. Just flowers. I no, like flowers. No, no, no bricks, no wood, no basketball, no pictures. No chairs. Just, just one. No cars. Just get him one flower. Every day. So he'll have 29 flowers from 29 yep. other. Different colored Color coordinated. Okay, sounds good to me. I like flowers. Uh, And so, yeah, I don't, it seems like at this point, why would you want all that memorabilia? I think people pretty much know now that your time is coming to an end, but will it end with the Lakers, right? So we don't know if it's this season or next season. He said he wants to play with Bronny, uh, but will it be with the Lakers? Now that's been the question. There's been a lot of talk that he's unhappy there. Uh, uh, Duh. I mean, there's always going to be so that he actually might go to the Warriors, which makes me want to laugh my rear end off. Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I I mean, you want to talk about 
a league that's like a caricature of itself where everyone, it's the NBA, so everyone plays with his BFF. I mean, it's gotten so bad where guys are actually drawing up their own rosters at these all-star festivities. Well, let's let's get together and play. No, it's like a mockery of the NBA, but they allow it. Adam Silver doesn't love it, but right now it's allowed under the rules if the teams make legit moves. I can't even imagine that that should be a story, but whatever. Uh, so LeBron is trying to put the kibosh on that. I am a Laker, and uh, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years, and, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is or you know which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization and so many greats, but but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. It's very dramatic. <laughs> I would I wouldn't be surprised if he actually didn't say anything. Just kind of let it leak so that it was the top story for all of next season maybe. I mean, I'll have to eat my words if he ends up retiring after this year, but I don't think he will. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. Um especially since his son is likely to get into the league. Um so I I would think that he might keep it to himself just so he can appear to be humble. And then kind of let it leak through his agent, Rich Paul, better known as Adele's boyfriend, uh, or other various ways that he could just kind of let it slip or other people could. So it doesn't look like he's getting it out there, but people still know they better celebrate him. You should do like a, like wear certain clothes where it's like, I'm going home or something like that. (laughs) Or it's like. Clues. It's like what Anthony Davis did with the Pelicans, where he's like, you put the Lakers logo or Disney yes. logo, whatever it was. Right. I like that. So drop us some hints, some breadcrumbs, just to make people talk. Because LeBron does love it when people are talking about him. He does. Uh, so we don't know what's going to happen, essentially, but it's going to be a big topic of conversation. Uh, while the NBA was holding its all-star festivities, I really wanted to be at MetLife Stadium, which is 15 minutes south of where I live. And I would have been thrilled to see my first stadium series games in person this weekend. It was just too much with some other stuff I've got going on at home. But there were nearly 80,000 fans at MetLife on Sunday uh, for this Gosh, this really high-scoring outdoor game between the Rangers and the Islanders. And the Sad Sap Islanders give up a three-goal lead as this one heads into overtime. And, yeah, I mean, the the fans there put on, or they got a good show, but they also put on a great atmosphere. Dobson under pressure. Lawson Panarin moves it. Dobson, did he score? It was close. I think they're calling it a goal. Let's see. No indication the Rangers think this game is over. They have stormed off the bench. The referee did not seem to meet a point to the net. After review, we have a good goal on the ice. Listen to the that. Rangers have won the game for their seventh consecutive victory. Heartbreak for Patrick Waugh and the Islanders. Just imagine um, if, if you're sitting there, you're one of the 80,000. First of all, it was cold. It was very cold. Uh, Temps were maybe in the low 30s, but the wind chills, uh, I know this because I was walking my dogs 15 minutes north, 15 minutes north. The wind chills were in the teens and the low 20s in that part of New Jersey. Uh, So it was cold. And the, the closer you get to the water, the more those winds blow. 
So it was perfect ice conditions as opposed to some of the other places where they've had warmer temps and the ice has been really soft. And even at, remember Lake Tahoe a couple of years ago, they actually had to postpone the game or put the kibosh on the game because the ice was so bad. It was perfect there. But the 80,000, I love the reaction and yet anticlimactic because Artemi Panarin scores, what was it, like a few seconds into sudden death and or into overtime, and the net comes off its, its moorings, and so they have to go back and review to make sure that the puck crossed the goal line before the net was dislodged, which meant that all those people were kind of sitting there waiting. But if you could do me a favor, Rye, and just play the part again from where the official is making the announcement so you can hear the roar of the crowd outdoors. It was awesome. After review... We have a good goal on the ice. The Rangers have won the game. It's like three times what you would get indoor at most NHL arenas. And not to mention that it's it's a different audio outside than it is inside. Not that it can't be loud inside. I've been to a bunch of these games at Madison Square Garden and also covering uh, the New Jersey Devils the last couple of years too. It can be loud, but it's it's a different roar when it's outside. That was louder than any Jets or Giants games past year. <laughs> good point. Good point. So good for the Rangers. They had fun. And to a man, uh, they all talked about how great it was, uh, that the fans were so into it, that they were raucous, uh, really enjoyed the atmosphere. Even some of the Islanders were saying, man, that was awesome, despite the fact that we blew the lead. So love the stadium series. And at some point, do hope that I can get to one of these games outdoors. It just, the timing was kind of tough. Also, I didn't really feel like fighting the 80,000 people to get to MetLife Stadium. They pushed the start of the game back because of the the amount of people that were yeah, there. Because they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't get everybody into the stands or into the stadium, security and all that jazz. Uh, my last experience at MetLife was during the pandemic when I went to cover a Jets game. And I'm not kidding, from my house, again, it's like 15 minutes north, into the stadium, it's a, a road that just goes around and around and around the stadium. Into the parking lot uh, where I you know, was able to park right next to the door. Through security and up into the press box, not even a half an hour. From door to door because there were no fans, right? It was, it was empty. And so that's my kind of experience, but that's not what was happening yesterday. From trains, buses, cars, people driving their own vehicles versus Ubers and Lyft, it was insane. So they had to, as Ryan says, push back the start of the game because they couldn't get everybody in in time. They didn't think it was fair to puck drop while the stands were half empty and people who'd purchased tickets. So it was a bit of a circus. Uh, I'm sure it was amazing. It looked amazing on TV as much as I don't think hockey is a great TV sport, but it was cool to be able to hear it for sure. Uh, that's the call, by the way, on Rangers Radio. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Oh, by the way, my favorite celebrity sighting of the weekend is up on my Twitter. Couldn't help it. Was thrilled. Don't see him that often anymore. Uh, on our Facebook page, too, and our YouTube channel, named after the show, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, coming up. A couple of you have suggestions for the NFL teams that are looking for quarterbacks. One of them, at least, has piqued my attention. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope that it was one, or maybe it's still ongoing, uh, an extra long weekend was one that offered exactly what you needed. I didn't have any issues missing football. I'm I'm not there yet. Uh, As I say routinely, we can't miss you if you never go away. Uh, I was okay with not having games on Sunday. I understand that it was probably jarring for some of you who, like me, set your schedule around NFL Sundays, but... Yeah, I'm all right. We had an early taste of March Madness. Not only uh, did Duke come up with a big win, courtesy of a record-breaking number of threes by a freshman, Jared McCain. That was Saturday night when the Blue Devils were at Florida State. Uh, But also, if you didn't see Ohio State-Purdue, this is maybe a taste of things to come this March. Second foul shot battle good, and that will do it. Mason Gillis just throws a baseball pass to the other end, and the game is over. Ohio State beats Purdue, the second-ranked team in the country. 73-69 to is the final score. And this was actually the debut of OSU, Ohio State's uh, interim coach. And so the here are the Boilermakers who kind of this NCAA committee early preview are actually a favorite to be the overall number one seed. Remember last year they got upset. It was bad. And so here they are. They've re-racked. They've reloaded. And they're ready for maybe some redemption a la Virginia style. And this is right on the heels of Ohio State getting rid of its coach. And so this uh, Chris Holtman gets fired on Wednesday. Ohio State administration had seen enough. Uh, the Buckeyes had been tanking. They'd lost nine of their last 11. And I don't mean tanking on purpose. I just mean they were tanking. Uh, nine of their last 11 were losses. And here in this debut for their interim head coach, they end up taking out Purdue. I mean, pretty impressive. Uh, as you can imagine, that guy was kind of overwhelmed uh, Jake Diebler, his first game as the head coach, and he seemed pretty exhausted afterwards. The motto all week has been stay aggressive and keep swinging. Um, I told Roddy Gale after the game, I got no problem with you taking that three because you were open, you're a good player. Like, step up and swing and knock it down next time. And I think that mentality, you know, was our, our guys embraced that. And obviously, listen, Jamison Battle was clutched on the stretch. Bruce Thornton hitting free throws. I'm tired right now. I feel like I like coached really probably too hard in a couple instances. But, <laughs> you know, one of the guys on our staff comes up to me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, well, you look a little flushed. I'm like, well, I'm hot. 
I've been coaching hard, you know, but I was nervous going into this game. There's, you know, be as, just full transparency. I was nervous, absolutely. <laughs> they actually led a lot of the game and worked their rears off for this new, uh, well, interim head coach and Jake Diebler. So congratulations to him. Uh, but yeah, the Boilermakers just got themselves a, a little bit of a reminder of how easily it can all go down the tubes, especially in one game where you don't come out with a ton of energy. And the Buckeyes did. The Boilermakers did not until it was too late. Um, and so, yeah, there was a big three uh, for Purdue that tied the game with about 90 seconds to go. But Ohio State was clutch, had a couple of big shots. Uh, and Jamison Battle is who he mentioned, but also had their free throws, too. And so that's an early taste of March Madness. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. A lot of you finding me on Twitter now, A-Law Radio. Thank you for that. Uh, I just did put this post up, and this includes a couple of your suggestions. Guys that I hadn't thought of. Shame on me. But I'm just starting to work out the NFL offseason chops. So here are some of the potential veteran QB options in 2024. Kirk Cousins. Though you can imagine Justin Jefferson would be fit to be tied if he ended up with some rookie in the place of Kirk Cousins um, or ended up with Desmond Ritter. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing names out there. Uh, Kirk Cousins, who says he'd like to stay in Minneapolis and is not as concerned about the money because he says he's made plenty of money and now what he's most interested in is winning. Can they win there? Russell Wilson, who, along with his wife, are selling their home in Colorado quietly, but it's a little bit like LeBron James retiring quietly. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who now is serving a two-game suspension for not taking care of his business and getting enough of, well, going through the proper channels and getting an exemption for a prescription he was taking. So he pops positive on the NFL's banned substance list. Ryan Tannehill, who along with Derrick Henry are likely to leave the Titans. Mason Rudolph is one that I hadn't heard. And see, I like this idea. I think the way he finished is huge, right? Because he helped lead the Steelers to the playoffs where they'd had so little offense with both Mitch Trubisky, who's also available, uh, or with Kenny Pickett. And apparently there is a lot of debate internally about Kenny Pickett. I think the Steelers want Mason Rudolph back, but if they don't make him a commensurate offer and he gets one that he likes better elsewhere, maybe he'll decide to leave. I think he did play himself into the equation, if nothing else. And how about this one, Ryan? Ben on Twitter says, give me Joe Flacco over any of these other bums. Would you right now take a Joe Flacco who just led the Browns to the playoffs? Uh, Over four of those, yes. I'd still take Russell Wilson just because I feel like he was productive, even though he was a mess in Denver. But Joe Flacco, I saw him too much with the Jets. He's just not reliable. He, True. He's not mobile. His old line, Oh, no, he's sucks, got cinder blocks for feet. Well, you don't need to be mobile. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady weren't super mobile well, he either. He has to be mobile now. Okay. He was trying to move out the pocket through two pick sixes in the playoffs. No, he'll trip over his own feet before he'll be mobile out of the playoffs. Right. Patrick Mahomes, he is not. Uh, but he does have a big arm still, and he obviously brings a veteran presence, and he stabilized the Browns' offense. So give him credit for that. The comeback player of the year in the NFL. Uh, I think it's interesting that now Kirk Cousins has become one of the top options, but he's played really well in Minnesota the last couple years. He's had great stats until he blew his Achilles. So 
Achilles. His Achilles. So when is he likely to be available? That's the other question, too, is like how early could he play? So we'll talk more about it. Plus, the NFL Super Bowl edition of Mic'd Up. We're going to talk about it tonight. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.